all we need is all we need is that soundboard that they do on those uh, morning driving shows. So anyway, episode number thirty six of the Development Hell podcast. I know we've slowed down a little bit, but hey, Ed and I are busy guys doing busy things. Yeah. So we made it to number thirty six, and before we go any further, let's thank our awesome sponsors from Engine Yard, fine purveyors of platform as a service. Yay. If you like to, if you like to run Ruby, JavaScript, Node. PHP, and I'm pretty sure they do some other stuff too. I don't have the marketing stuff in front of me, but it, but if you like to run your stuff in little sandboxes that are scalable, I highly recommend checking out Engineer. And the awesome folks who used to be Orchestra but are now just embedded deep, deep, deep inside Engineer. Say hi to Davy Shafiq, Eamon Leonard, uh, Helgi. I can never pronounce his last name, and David Collier. All those guys are awesome. Yeah, and we should also thank uh, Paul Reinheimer and the Wonder yes, Network people. Yes, Paul Reinheimer people. and the awesome folks at Wonder Networks for, for as always, provide, very generously uh, donating bandwidth for the live stream so all six people who are in the channel can catch it in real time. Yep. I um, Now, I'm eating a York peppermint patty right now, so you may want to uh, not listen to me because it's very chewy, but it's delicious. I'm going to try to mute myself, but you may hear me chewing on it. <laughs> so, uh, so let's start off with a very interesting topic. So, um, we were throwing around things before the show, and the uh, few people who are paying attention in the stream can attest to this. Uh, Ed and I have both found that things have gone on in PHP to make it interesting for us jaded old timers again. For me personally, um, it's hip hop. H8, not the language, because I do listen to hip-hop, but um, the whitest guy in Canada listens to hip-hop. And uh, uh, HHVM, the hip-hop virtual machine, which, uh, if you don't know what it is, basically Facebook, because all their most of their stuff is written in PHP, said we need to make things perform better and we need to use fewer servers, so they did some experiments. And basically, they now have a just-in-time compiler for PHP. You feed PHP code into it, and it slams it down into native... Uh, code that can be uh, that can be run. So it initially started off as a compiler that would turn your PHP code into C++ executable, but they kept pushing that forward, and now HHVM is the shit. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. I have not actually tried running it, um, but maybe I should. Uh, I uh, certainly find uh, it interesting, and I like having... Um, options right you know and so i think that's really good i think that it i think that kind of uh healthy uh competition is really good especially when done in open platforms and open source so that you know people can see how things are done and how you implemented that and i think it's really cool so i uh i know sarah uh goleman does a bunch of stuff with that or like she's kind of in charge of being making sure it's open or something yeah i think she handles the parts when um facebook is ready to release them and open source them and so the the thing that actually really drew my attention is a more recent um thing that they added in uh i know some of our listeners may have heard of the strange loop conference which is kind of like uh it's a conference that's held in st louis um missouri every year and st louis is an awesome place i don't know if you've ever been there ed but um i went to st louis a number of years ago and really really liked it um but the, the i did the little tour of the arch and everything but that's not what we're talking about so strange loop is kind of a uh conference for like programming language wonks people who like really weird stuff closure and and lisp variants and, and all sorts of other re- really neat things so someone from facebook did a presentation about php and they talked about all the stuff they've been doing with hip-hop and with HHVM. And the thing that interests me the most 
was this thing, uh, very poorly named, unfortunately, called Hack, that they've added on top of HHVM. Uh, and what it is, it's they're promoting it as gradual typing. So it's kind of a way for people to do um, static typing in PHP. And, um, and I know we can kind of sort of enforce types in PHP through, you know, um, type hinting and parameters and casting things to different, uh, you know, you can take a string and cast it to int and do other other cool shit like that. But hack really makes it so that it's really to a next level where you can build the definitions for what uh, for what's supposed to be returned um, right into the code itself. And all those things are in HHVM now, but the thing that they haven't open sourced is some of the tools. They, they talk about there's some direct things in their editors. So I think maybe they might have plugins for some of their editors for the Vim folks and other people doing stuff that when you save the code, it'll run it through Hack and point out places where you've messed up with the typing. And I, for... For someone who's done a lot of work with dynamically typed languages, well, PHP, of course, being one, there from looking at static typing, there seems to be a whole a whole bunch of uh, a whole category of errors that go away when you have static typing. Because one of the things you end up doing when you're doing um, when you do a lot of uh, unit testing, like me, oftentimes you find out you're doing tests to verify that you're getting um, things back of the correct type in a test, and by using hack on top of HHVM, you can lock in what those types are supposed to be, and if anything happens, it's going to complain and throw errors. Right. Um, which I found very, very interesting. And I think something like that has humongous applications on legacy code bases. You can go in and start adding all those type declarations because you know, I mean, a lot of that code is never going to go. I think about at work where I work at Cinecore. What interesting stuff we could do with that gradual sort of kind of static typing that is available in something like hack. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, and I think the I think it's something that you run into as you work with other systems, and if you touch other languages that that maybe have less, um, uh, let's say, compliant typing, um, uh, where it'll just kind of do whatever. That uh, that it really is useful to, and and sometimes you just really have to know and be sure of what you're getting. Um, I think, uh, from a security standpoint, a lot of times if you can, uh, know that you're getting, say, an integer as opposed to a string, that's, that's really helpful. Um, uh, because that can remove a whole bunch of, uh, potential errors, uh, or, or, or attack vectors, uh, for example. Um, you know, I've been running into a bunch of stuff with, I've been working with an application written in PHP that, uh, touched, talks to MySQL. And of course, lots of people do that. Um, and build stuff like that. And one of the things I'm running into is that is, uh, I had forgotten because honestly I hadn't touched MySQL or, uh, uh, yeah, I hadn't touched MySQL in a long time with PHP and I had forgotten apparently that, um, just the MySQL driver, I think it, it, I'm a little confused about this. So somebody can kind of correct me about it. It may be that the MySQL ND, uh, the native driver, the newer native driver fixes this, but it the underlying driver that PDO uses, at least on the systems that we're working on, just returns everything as a string, even the despite what the column types are, right? Well, uh, if I and, and I'm working on an API that sent that receives and sends JSON back and forth, so you know it's important that we know what types are coming in. 
uh, and it, I want it to send the right types that are going out, but that's not what I get from the database. Even though the column type says float, or even though the column type says integer or whatever, uh, I still get strings out, and that's not great. Um, and so, uh, you know, when you have a bunch of systems talking to each other, you, you know, having to spend, um, a, put a lot of time into making sure that it is exactly what you think it's going to be is a big thing, right? So having to spend time on ensuring, yes, this is actually an integer that I got in, and this is actually an integer that I got out, and if it's not, then, you know, it should, really, it should freak out. <laughs> um, and that's the thing that, uh, you know, it does. It, it, I mean, it's going, it's going to cause problems, you know, here or there and, and, and unanticipated, uh, I think, consequences for, for, uh, not doing those things. And a lot of times you just figure, oh, you know, it's not going to make a difference, but it really does because it's a different kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I don't ever remember. You know? I, I guess that's been how long it's been since I've actually used the MySQL driver in PHP. I almost always use PDO. So, well, I was uh, using, it's PDO, but it's the underlying driver. That PDO it, accesses. Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't remember having that problem. Maybe, maybe uh-huh. I just blocked it out and or found other ways to cope with it. But that sounds like a that sounds like a shit show having to deal with that. I thought it was crazy too, and so I looked it up, and they were like, "It's not a problem." With, and I was like, "Well, I know this is using PDO, and let me look this up." And it's like, "Nope, it's not a PDO problem," because there's PDO, there's stuff in PDO like driver options. Like, uh, that's supported by some drivers to like turn on, like always return things as a string. And I thought, oh, well, that's the first thing I thought it was. It must be maybe I have something set that's automatically returning everything as a string. But no, yeah. it just does that, I guess, in the driver it's using. Now, I, I have an experiment and maybe MySQL ND can work it and on this particular project. I don't have access to the actual develop or like, like the, uh, production server. So I, I just don't know. I can't change that myself. And, but um, I'd be interested to know if that's the problem, you know, and ND solves that, but it's, you know, it's ridiculous, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, PHP will just chug along happily, and and because it's just, a, it isn't it. And I think that, I, you know, and I, I think that generally, I think it's kind of a shame that PHP has, like, a lot of the work to do more sophisticated stuff has all been around... Um, classical object orientation. Um, like you can have it throw errors if on, you know, in for parameters into a, into a method or a function. Um, you can set a class, but you can't set a, uh, what do they call it? A scalar type? You can't set like a, yeah. and, you know, well, I, I know it's probably because PHP treats those things differently, but, it doesn't really make sense to me that I can put in, I need an array on this, but I need an integer on this. And why I it should throw an error if I, you know, or should throw something if I do that. And, um, and it would solve a lot of problems. It ensures that things are working the way you want it to. And, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, or even something where it's like just always cast all the input into into as an integer, right? Just force it to be an integer. Always cast it. I don't know, which could be another problem too, because then you're relying on the casting rules, you know. But regardless, I think that I think it is a problem that you run into, and I think it's a problem that you run into as as applications get more and more complex, and it's hard to keep track of all the things it's touching and all the interactions it has. Most PHP things aren't just 
you know, big PHP applications, but they're usually interacting with a bunch of other services. And I think that's the stuff where you end up writing boilerplate for like, uh, oh, does this array key exist? And then try to access it. And is it, you know, what's the type? Is it an integer? Uh, you know, and, and having to cast things to make sure it's actually the type that you want and stuff like that. And, and things like that are just, you know, it, it, it's kind of, you end up writing a lot of sort of messy boilerplate code or you get, you work up some kind of system, you know, where you develop some kind of framework that does that, that tries to do that casting and forcing it for you, but then you're kind of worked into that situation. And it would be, it would be nice if there was more of that stuff. So I'm interested in hack because I'm interested in, in solving those kinds of problems and, and, and making it clearer what is expected and what you're going to get out of that. And I think that's really appealing. So oh, for, yeah. sure, for sure. When I look at that, I'm like, man, I could totally see using this, um, on an old legacy code base, especially if you're like a larger company and you probably have some people there who don't like PHP and say, Hey, look, we can actually do kind of the static typing. Now we can clear up a whole bunch of these other messes that we had kicking around before. Um, so that part's really good. Like I keep saying this every time I feel like, okay, I'm done with PHP. I've done enough. Sometimes I sit there and think, do I really want to keep digging deeper on the, uh, testing stuff? It's like, is it time for me to go do some news? And then stuff like this happens. Somebody else comes up with a cool tool that sits on top of it. So for me, right. I find HHVM and Hack to be very exciting, and I hope to find opportunities to use it. Um, if that's going to be at Cinecore, I highly doubt. Given how much work I had to do just to get us to upgrade to PHP 5.4, I could see them like, I don't know, terminating with extreme prejudice if I said, yeah, let's move to HHVM now instead. So that stuff finally made it up into production. So I was joking at work that I might actually get a bonus for 2013 because this thing got done before the end of the year. Oh wait! I sorry. I, I had my mute messed up. Uh, let me let me say what I was going to say. Yes. Um, so weird. Yeah, I think for me it was interesting to start. Like I recently uh, started writing some PHP stuff, kind of from scratch, and for a project. And I think for me it was really. Um, the ability to come in and use um, Composer to pull in libraries that I like right away. I was able to install Slim um, and the uh, what are those called? It's called it's the these validation tools uh, from oh the Respect Validation Library. Um, so I, I should put a link to that in here. Uh, yeah, so the Respect Validation Library and, um, and Idiorm, uh, which is an ORM, which I'm not, it looked, but it looked pretty lightweight, so I tried using that. And, uh, I was just able to pull those things in very easily. I didn't have to spend a bunch of time searching around for stuff. All things were there. It was easy to install stuff, and it was just installed in one place, and it just, I don't know, it just made everything easier for me. And I felt like, um, uh, so I felt like uh, that was something that that sort of made the whole process um, easier for me, um, and it was a lot more like the kind of experience that I have if you're working with Node and NPM, or if you're working with Python and PIP, or things like that. It was just easier for me to stick stuff, you know, to say, okay, these are libraries I need. There you go. That's it. It was real easy to do, um, and uh, I think it solves a ton of problems about discovering libraries that you need to plug in and, and do work quickly with it. Um, and that was just really, really good. 
and I like that. So I was I was just very pleased with that. Um, probably the other thing, the other major thing that would be for me would be, um, uh, and I'm not using it on this case, but it's the development server in 5.4. I think that's really, really useful. Um, I think that's, uh, um, I, I find that the, the, you know, when people are talking about, you know, getting set up with a PHP environment or something like that, they're talking about like setting up MAMP or WAMP or whatever and doing all this different stuff. And I just, you know, or, uh, you know, trying to, if they have OSX, you know, and configuring and installing stuff themselves, or they can do it on Windows, you can install things like that on Windows. And that just seems like a gigantic hassle. And I, I, I think that I'd much rather be able to get started on something very quickly that doesn't require, like, oh, I want to start, you know, hacking away on a project Wait, I have to set up Apache and configure out a, you know, a, a site for it and junk like that. And it's just all these steps I have to go through. And, you know, the dev server just solves all that stuff for us. And, for, and, and, you know, it's great because I feel like it's, it's, it's the same kind of experience I, I know I get with Python or Node has this too, although you have to kind of usually fight a little script, but it's easy to find some, some simple like Node web server scripts, but, you know, Python definitely has that where it's just got, you know, any kind of frameworks you always, you can just run Python from the command line and it brings up a little web server and you can execute stuff on it and it works great. And then, um, I just find that really appealing to be able to, to get started that quickly. I think that setting up environments is one of the big things that often gets in the way of just being productive and you spend too much time screwing around with that stuff instead of, like simplifying the number of things that are going on, like that Apache can get screwed up and your database can get screwed up and things that talk with each other can get screwed up and all, you know, all this junk. And, and I, it's, I, I like the idea of, you know, tackle one thing at a time. So with the, with having the development server in there, I just think that makes that process a lot easier. I, I, you know, I want to get rid of things in the stack I don't need right at this moment and then tackle them later, you know, and uh, that's the appeal for me for the development server. So that's that's really a uh, that's a big thing for me. Um, so it's uh, so that you know that that sort of was appealing. It was fun to build a new system. It w- I actually uh, you know it, it wasn't. It, it, I still ran to things I didn't like, but it was still pretty appealing to be able to do um, this. You know, to to be able to build something up quickly. Uh, to and and I really think that the quality of of uh, pluggable libraries and things that can work with each other without having to um, you know without having to uh, uh, you know adopt a whole framework uh, that and I think that's because I think you're seeing more of that I think because something like Composer exists um, I don't think it would happen if that wasn't there. So, uh, that's, that's a big thing that I, you know, I'm, I'm excited about. I think it's good. So it, it certainly makes the process for me more enjoyable and less, uh, wonky and hacky. I felt like at least. Sounds like you have, uh, some new stuff to add to your more, more code, more problems talk. So that's good, which is a nice segue because oh, yeah. for, for the, uh, for the PHP elite such as ourselves, it's conference season. So, um, <laughs> so I have a couple things coming up. We have my conference, True North PHP. Woo! 
give it up for True North BHP. And Mr. Finkler will be our special guest. He's coming. He's going to be doing his uh, open sourcing mental illness talk. And then who knows, he may do something during the um, during our lightning talks uh, unconf thingamajig that we're going to do. So that's November 7th, 8th, 9th. And uh, maybe the True North will live up to its name and we'll have some snow. None yet. It's gotten first cold day. First day where uh, my wife was saying to me in her fine automobile that she drives to work every day that I'm paying for that uh, the warning ice on the road. Um, there may be ice on the road um, thing came up, a little sensor that, that detects the temperature Uh-oh. outdoors. So just warned you, oh, hey, you may want to pay attention. The roads might be a little bit icy this morning, which I think is always kind of neat. I uh, saw, that for the first time, I saw snow coming down today uh, here in Indiana, but it was not sticking to the ground, but did see some snow falling. And I did yeah, not. I haven't, seen any, yeah, I haven't seen any flakes yet. Didn't like it. I'm not happy mm-hmm. about it. I know, snow guy. I, I, I must be a true king because I would rather shovel my driveway than cut my grass. Oh, God, no. But, of course, oh. I pay somebody to, sh- to mow the lawn because I'm very lazy. Really? Well, it started because... Party's biggest baller. Wow, that's impressive, man. I, I know, yeah. I pay a guy $20 a, a week to do that. Um, uh, no, it, it, it really happened because... Uh, at my our old place, we didn't have a garage like to put a mow, lawnmower in, and that's not something you can sort of like keep in the mudroom. A lawnmower, you know, it was just we didn't have a shed or anything. It was like, well, if, if I have to buy a shed, we're going to move in a, in a couple of years, and just didn't. so we just started paying a guy to do it. So, um, and that kind of came out of that. So we don't own a lawnmower, and that's what really why. Uh, I think eventually we will buy a lawnmower because it is much cheaper. And we will exploit child labor. I was going to say, that's going to be a G's job. Uh, oh, yeah. That, yeah. I'm sure he's thrilled to death about that. Oh, super so, excited. So, so, yeah, so True North PHP, then, uh, then the week after uh, is uh, you're going to be speaking at Nomad PHP doing your Mo Code, Mo Problems talk. Um, yeah, that's correct. Which, which is the whole, which is a growth out of, oh, sorry about that, growth out of uh, um, your micro PHP manifesto. The infamous manifesto, because you, you and I both know, Ed, if you're really going to be a, a crank or a grumpy person, you got to have a manifesto. I don't have one yet, so I feel like I'm still behind. But maybe my two books are manifestos on on testing, maybe. Kind maybe. of, but I think it's it's important you need to distill it down into like yeah, something. Ten, ten, pa- ten pages, uh, double-spaced, all caps. I think that should be the grumpy uh, tester's manifesto. Uh, maybe I did one like on my blog. I still have a rem- memory of doing some sort of manifesto thing on my blog. I'll have to look in the archives. That's just how much I read my own blog. So, and then we have Ski PHP coming up uh, in January in Awesome, Utah. I will be there doing uh, my building testable apps talk, which for those who have seen it before, please be aware that, the, that this is actually a new version of the talk covering doing some different material and doing things in a different order. So it will be a brand new talk for those folks and you will be there as well. Are you doing the open sourcing? Cause I don't have the page open, so I don't want to cheat. Are you yeah. doing the, the open sourcing mental illness talk there? I'm doing both talks. Uh, yes. I'm actually, yeah, I'm going to do my more, code more problems talk um which uh, you know i'm always trying to work i always try to work on my talks and have new stuff in them so even though it's the same thing i i think that if you see it before i'm going to try to bring new stuff to it and uh you know i try to do that and then 
the uh, and then the open sourcing mental illness, which is the same kind of thing. You know, I always kind of try to bring new stuff to that. And I know every, the course of the summer, after I did it seven or eight times, I had new stuff I was doing in the talk. You know, the, towards the end, new top new things I was bringing up that it wasn't there before. So. Um, and it's always an opportunity, you know, with both of those things that, you know, there's always folks who, you know, most, the uh, normal humans don't go to a bunch of conferences about the same subject all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's, uh, you know, that's something that, uh, I think is, I, th- I think for most folks is going to be new stuff. You know, my, cool. pi- my pirate pad lost its connection. I'm kind of sad about that. I'm going to try oh, to re- wow. reload it and see what happens. It should be there because I'm still in there. Yep, I'm I disconnected. No, I just said disconnected. So you I had to paste paste the link back. No, I just reloaded the page and it's fine now. I guess. All right, cool. All right, anyway, um, so so yeah, so it's ski PHP uh, in Utah. I'm looking forward to that. I've never been uh, to Salt Lake City, so I'm doing that. I'm doing that talk, and then I'm doing the closing talk um, for the conference, and I'm doing a little thing, a little half hour on why testing is so hard and. Uh, uh, it should be very interesting, given that yeah, it should be a very interesting talk. I've given it once yeah. already to a, to a little local user group, and uh, that got a good response. And it's it's a very funny talk, and I hope it goes over well because I'm thinking that maybe some of the subject material may be a little bit touchy for the types of folks who are in Salt Lake City. But we'll have to wait and see. So what you're saying is you're going to insult the Mormon faith. I don't think it's what I'm doing. I don't think it's insulting the Mormon faith. There is some religious stuff in there, but it's, it's more about the seven deadly sins. So I hope that kind of goes over well. We have to eh, see that's, that's more of a Catholic thing. You should be fine. All right. Then we're fine. Then we're good. As long as I'm not talking about, uh, you know, your, your seven sister wives, we should be okay. Yeah. You may want to, you may want to tread lightly on that one. I'm sure. I hope that I hope the dude who invited us is not listening. Um, no, he's not online. But Justin's a good guy, anyway. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It seems like uh, so. I, I I'm interested because it, ski PHP implies there will be skiing. There is skiing because it's, it's just like a yeah. fri- It's like a Friday Saturday. So and they do. You yeah. can go skiing, but uh, I don't ski because my knees don't like that. Uh, motion side right. to side twisting like that the knees never like that so i don't ski so i'll be i just said to them send me home on a flight sunday morning or something i said i don't want to do the i contemplated doing the red eye but i hate doing it because i can't sleep on a plane so that's right. brutal you know fly after doing the two days of the conference and then fly home on saturday night i was like no nah, i'm not doing that shit i should probably check and see if i have a flight set up yep that might be a good idea yeah, I'm hoping they've booked it all, but I'm sure they'll get back to us soon about it. Anyway, Eventually. So let's uh, so let's keep this sucker rolling. Uh, we've done about 20 minutes, so that's pretty good. So the uh, so let's talk about something that happened today. <laughs> yeah, that something that happened today. Yes, that that I think is actually very very funny, and I made a joke about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it seems somehow PHP.net got flagged as malware, and I read I read um, the. A little mini postmortem that Rasmus um, put up on the PHP.net site. The too long didn't read version appears to be that they had a bit of JavaScript and they had a bad, they had a cron job that was R syncing and it kept temporarily putting a wrong file in and then the R sync would fix it. There was like a cron job and then an R sync that was updating some JavaScript. So it kept flipping back and forth. And at some point Google was doing a scan and noticed some, some uh, weirdness going on with this piece of JavaScript and the big autonomous unfeeling Borg that Google can be sometimes just slapped a big 
malware whole site label onto php.net. Right. So, so I had to read it a couple times, but it does sound like to me that on the static.php. The, the box that was serving static.php.net, that it is the case that they think there was some kind of intrusion or a file injection. And, and it was occasionally serving up a JS file that included, that would draw an iframe that went to some server in Moldova or mm-hmm. something like that. So it actually was occasionally serving up malware. But what happened was that I guess it would get, it would get rsynced over. So then, much of the time, it it was it would overwrite that file, but then there was some way it was getting re-injected. I don't know exactly. They'll do a, obviously a more of a post-mortem on it, but I had to read a couple times. But it, I believe, it was not actually a false positive. It was an occasional true positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of uh, yeah. what it sounds like to me. Yeah. So there, what? So it sounds like they're actually they do think there was some kind of intrusion on on the that one machine. And um, it was served up to some people, but not everybody who visited, and maybe not even the majority that visited. And uh, and that made it particularly hard to figure out what was going on, because El Googlebot, uh, you know, flagged it. But then it's like, but that file is fine. What's the problem, right? And, uh, that, so they think that anyway, that's what it sounds like. So it wasn't entirely like just a mistake. It sounds like there was something going on, but that was fixed. And then there, they checked stuff like more importantly, like is the PHP source code. Okay. And stuff like that. And they did check sums on it and stuff. And I guess everything's okay. So yeah, I mean, it's not a thousand percent. It's not. It's not. Or I should say, it's not uh, super surprising. Some stuff like this very occasionally happens, and a site like PHP.net is going to be a huge target for this kind of thing. So I don't know. It sounds like to me they dealt with it okay, and it was not a. It was not an enormously awful situation, uh, and uh, it sounds like things are things are getting sorted out. Yeah, it's just kind of funny because I made the joke that, you know, someone flagged PHP as malware. It's like, finally, the truth comes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wake up, sheeple. Yeah, right. Um, so, uh, and I know we had a note here in the pirate pad to joke about, uh, about, whoa, did I lose something here? I don't know. I'm there. Oh, oh just sound went weird for a second in my head. Maybe uh, you're weird. Thing there, uh, we had a thing to joke about um, Ruby people being mean to PHP. I know that Ash Dryden, uh, former guest on the show, who we'd love to have on another time. Yes. Um, um, hopefully she can be not less mad at people because people are just shitting all over her, so I understand. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, where she mentioned going to every single Ruby conference that she goes to, people dump on PHP. And I've, that used to bug me, but I think I've kind of come to terms. I'm like, yeah, it's just a tool. And I tell people I probably make more money than you doing PHP than you complaining <laughs> about PHP. So, what, so whatever, right? Um, PHP has given me lots, so I don't have too much to, I don't feel like ragging on it anymore. But the other thing that's, uh, I think that I wanted to talk about was I did a blog post earlier this week about, or maybe it was late last week, I forget now, um, but talking about um, 
attendee behavior, and this was from the perspective of a conference organizer, um, because this came up with sexual harassment, uh, you know, an actual sexual assault at uh, at Codemash uh, 2013 in the bar at the resort, um, where the usual things play out, where the the uh, alleged perpetrator is protected by by the community, and the alleged victim is slut-shamed and all the other things that go with it, which I think, as the parent of two girls, um, just really infuriates me to see that sort of thing happening. I'm very protective of my kids, um, and I already see the bullshit that they have to put up at even now at a very extremely young age. Um, so I just wanted to tell people, uh, do a blog post to say uh, what my opinion on this behavior was. And so, I mean, I think basically things said that I'm expect I've, we've told everybody on the site that we have a zero tolerance for nonsense um, policy. And I will not hesitate to physically eject anyone from the conference who I feel is behaving in an inappropriate way. And also, went on, and I know that Ed, you have this concern that you don't drink or you don't drink much. And that sometimes, again, programmers seem to have an unhealthy focus on alcohol that a lot of conferences seem, seem just simply to be... Uh, Excuses to drink sandwiched around some information from people that you getting uh, hearing talks from people that you think are cool. Um, so yeah, I think as a whole, uh, technology conferences have a big time problem with alcohol. That there's way too much of it. And um, uh, I used to drink quite a bit when I was younger, um, before I was married. Um, and with a lot of people, apparently that seems to be the opposite. They drink more after they're married. Yeah. Uh, a little little wedding joke there, people. Um, Herp derp, and uh, uh, and then when I switched to the diet, which I've been following for almost two years, not so well the last couple of six months, but I haven't packed on any weight, so clearly I'm still doing some. I don't drink much at all, period. And when I do drink, um, my wife is usually amazed at how much I can drink, and is always surprised at how much I did drink. There's a nice story my wife tells to complete strangers whenever we're at a function with alcohol. She loves to tell the story about the 17 or 18 rum and cokes I had at my buddy's wedding, and I was still fully functional. So whatever, right? Genetic predisposition to not getting drunk easily, I guess. Right. Um, but. You know, I made the point that I view the conferences as an opportunity to learn and meet people and that I don't believe in creating an environment where the party is the focus, which what I see a lot of conferences seem to promote more than the actual event itself. It's like, hey, come because we're going to do this cool event and we're going to have booze and we're going to have this beach party and all this other stuff. And those are cool. They sound really cool, but it sounds like they're making the party the focus instead of the real reason why you're at this. I mean, sure, one of the big reasons to be at a conference is to meet people, especially, you know, if you want to be part of the of the greater community of the tools that you use. And for me, uh, because I work from home and don't get a lot of interaction with the people that I work with, uh, you know, um, face-to-face. I mean, I'm, I see them all the time on, on Google Hangout because we use it at work. This is an opportunity for me to meet my friends in the community, uh, renew friendships I've built up over the years, um, start up new ones. Um, so in that blog post, I was like, hey, you come to my conference, you know, especially, you know, we have this zero tolerance for harassment of anybody over anything um, when it's clearly gone past the point of just being like um, a thoughtless joke. Right. Like really actual harassment. I've never seen one. No one told me anything bad happened to them at True North last year. But again, like I said on the in the blog post, it doesn't mean nothing happened. Right. Right. Something could have happened and people felt uncomfortable saying anything. So I wanted to be very clear and say, look, if you're having a problem with anything to do with the conference, anything that's going on, talk to me, talk to Pete, talk to Vic, 
our other organizer. And same thing when we're having the party on the Saturday after, um, after the conference is over. If you don't, we're having it at a restaurant near the venue. We have half the, we have the place booked, half the venue to our, half the, half the entire restaurant slash bar is for us. Okay. And if you're not comfortable having a drink, come sit with me over at my table. I won't be drinking too much. Um, and I will make sure that you are taken care of that you are not left out and that you're reminded that the point is about community. Meet a bunch of people. I understand the drinking and the social stuff makes some people anxious, but um, just come sit with me. I don't shun anybody. I'm a very outgoing guy and um, I don't mind making friends and make, and trying to, and I don't mind working extremely hard because that's one of the things you do when you run a conference is you end up working extremely hard to make everybody happy. And if everybody's happy, then the conference goes well. Last year went perfect. And this year, uh, we're hoping to get a repeat and, you know, we're talking about, we're going to do a few other things where we have an opportunity because uh, they renovated the venue. I know Ed didn't go there last year. So some of the people there last year might remember what the venue was like. They did a complete renovation. It's um, Pete went and saw it. He says it's, it's almost all brand new. Uh, and more importantly, I think that we actually are going to be able to um, record all the talks and we might be able to stream them live, which would be awesome. Oh, that's great. So, so we're looking, um, we're looking into that. Um, yeah, Matt Frost was there, but, but uh, yeah, Matt, the thing is, the area's been completely renovated. The food was good. Uh, Microsoft staff and the audiovisual people were awesome, and any problem that they had, they took care of really, really quickly. Um, so we're looking forward to. I'm looking forward to getting back there again, and it would be awesome to because we're going to record all the talks as long as the people agree. Because we're going to ask the speakers if they're not comfortable with us recording the talk, we won't. Because some people, some people don't like that. Um, but we're just trying to decide. Um, we're thinking about doing virtual tickets. Um, so if you can't make it, you can at least watch it live and we'll probably do a couple of different types of pricing. One price for the being able to watch it live plus get the videos and then one, one price just to get the videos. But everyone else who buy the, buys the live one will get first crack at downloading the videos and then everyone else gets it afterwards. So something like right. that probably sounds pretty good. So not to be a Debbie Downer about the conference stuff, but it's like, yeah, there is a problem. There's too much alcohol flowing around at these conferences. I think at conferences in general, or you could say more accurately, conferences where a large where there are a large number of male attendees, there tends to be um, a lot of drinking, ex- an excessive drinking, to be perfectly honest. Um, I mean, we won't have any alcohol at the venue because to do that, we would have needed a liquor license, um, and that would have needed to be arranged really far in advance. And we just decided it wasn't worth the hassle just so people can have a couple of beers while they're there. Everyone's welcome to come back to the party on, on Saturday. Um, I think, you know, probably chances are I'll be buying people a few drinks. Um, but the goal will be there. Come there and have fun just because there's alcohol. doesn't mean you have to stay away. And I work very, very hard to ensure that you have a good time. And uh, Ed can sit next to Uncle Chris and he'll make sure everything's okay. Uncle Chris. Yeah, Uncle Chris, can I have a Shirley Temple, please? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 I think the thing that that gets me is that it's, uh, I, you know, I don't mind that people drink. I think people do whatever the hell they want to, and that's fine. Um, I, I, the the thing that bugs me is when I see people start acting the fool, um, and I know it's because there's an open bar. And they start shoveling in drinks and start doing some dumb shit. And my, I, this is all anecdotal. My experience is that, you know, 97, 98% of people aren't going to do that or they're, you know, it's, it's, they're just going to be, they're still going to be nice. They might accidentally, you know, knock into you, but it's, it's not, you know, they don't get inconsiderate, but there's 
some people who do have a problem with that and they do really dumb shit or they uh, hurt people and don't, or, and, or, you know, do stuff and don't think about how it's affecting people. And it's kind it's not cool. And that can range from things that are just irritating and rude uh, to things that are really serious and, um, you know, illegal or extremely hurtful and destructive. Um, have I personally had to deal with that? No, but I probably have not had to deal with it so much because I'm a white dude and I just generally have less to fear in this culture. Um, I think that, you know, my experience has been, uh, anecdotally from people I know, from women I know, from other folks that, uh, almost all the women I know have some story about, uh, something happening to them in a, in a situation where there was a lot of alcohol and something went bad and they got in a bad situation. And, uh, so it's rare for me to run into somebody who's like, Oh no, it's always been fine. You know? Um, and it doesn't mean that, you know, Oh, well you can't do this or it's going to ruin things for people, but you know what? It's not going to be spring break for everybody. You know, we're grown ups, And, uh, I just think that the, I, I, I think you have to kind of, Think a little bit about how uh, the way we market to developers, the way that we sell ourselves, and how much of that has to do with like celebrating being drinking so much that you're hungover, and celebrating that kind of thing, and like how awesome it is that yeah, man, you cost us twenty thousand dollars last night in bar tab, and that's awesome, right? You no, know, it's it's kind of not right, <laughs> you know. Um, it, it, it's just, it's just not, it's not healthy. It's, and it's, and it's, it's, it's not a good, it's not a good situation to be in. Like, it's the same way that I don't think we should celebrate people pulling all nighters and working 80 hour weeks as startups. I think that shit's destructive. I think it hurts people, you know? And so, uh, that's not, you know, or, or like, you know, I, I just don't think it, I, I don't think that's okay. And I, 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 I'm going to call it out if I see that kind of stuff. And I, I know I've been to parties where people are just where really they wanted to get developers blasted. And that was the whole point and go to South by Southwest, man. There's tons of people there who the only reason they're there is to go to some big stupid party and drink free drinks. And, uh, I don't know, man, that just seems like a waste of time to me. If you want to still do that, that's fine. But, um, you know, I graduated from high school a long time ago and I don't really have time for that kind of shit anymore. Uh, it's just, you know, I, it just seems silly to me. Yeah. We're getting old, Ed from 42 high school was high school was like 25 years ago. Yeah. Now, I think that I can hear myself a little bit on your side, so I don't know why that is. But uh, you, you yeah. shouldn't, because I'm wearing headphones. Well, I think it now it's better. I don't know. It was hearing it there for a second. I don't know. Anyway, uh, um, maybe I lean, maybe I leaned in too close to the mic. Leaned, you lean, out of the, you got to lean in, bro. Um, anyway, but the point is that it's it's just kind of I I just think it's not a good idea to to celebrate it. It's it's thinking a little more carefully about it. It's thinking about 
you know, one of the things that I do where I'm, I would not call myself necessarily a security expert, but I tend to think about things that could potentially go wrong with web applications more. And most of the time, things go right. But it's important, and it's part of your job, to think about things that could potentially go wrong and to guard against those things. And I think that when you're organizing conferences or you're putting on events where you're bringing people together, I think that you have to spend a little time thinking about that and thinking about, well, what's the worst-case scenario I could have, and am I prepared for that? Um, and if the answer is no, uh, then there's probably something wrong, and you need to have a, you know, you should be thinking about that. I, I you know, I think you got to, you know, like I said, I don't, and it's not like I have a problem with people drinking, period. I just think that, I don't think it's cool to celebrate things that like are so excessive that are ultimately destructive. And uh, I think that's really not cool. Right. Um, and I think it does endanger people. And I think it does make some people less comfortable. Um, I, and there's probably a, there, the people who are less comfortable with it are a lot less likely to, to say something about it because they feel really out of place in those situations. Um, I just, I, I, you know, I, I know that I don't like, you know, speaking up about it, but I sort of feel more comfortable about it than I bet a lot of people do who particularly, I just feel weird about it because I feel like I'm the guy who's not drinking. Like I just feel kind of out of place. There are going to be people who are going to feel actively threatened by that situation. Like this is maybe not a safe place for me and whether it is or it isn't, the thing is, if they're kind of feeling that way, I think there's maybe if if we can do some stuff to try to help them feel safer and to help them feel more like it, this is, it's okay to participate in this community as a whole, uh, I think we should be doing that. So, I, you know, this is, it's anecdotally based, but and I run into, particularly with women, I have a lot of women tell me that they, that they don't like this kind of situation. They tell me about they don't they 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 get nervous when there's open bars they get nervous in those kinds of situations because they've had bad experiences and i'm not not bad experiences like oh i drank too much and i threw up bad experiences was like people looking to harm them and that's just you know i so even if you say oh well, i've never seen that happen at a php conference well first off there's a good chance you didn't know because people don't talk about that shit a lot uh, where they're scared to talk about it. And two, even if they didn't, it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. So I, I I just think you just have to be more careful about this. So, all right, I'm going to lay off that for now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just think it's an important thing to think about. And I, I just want people to think about it and take it into consideration. That's all, you know. I mean, if your attitude is you can't have fun without all the parties, then maybe you're going to those conferences um, for the wrong reasons. If you want to drink it up, then stay home. It's easier. Probably easier on everybody else, too. Right. Yep. Okay. Well, I don't know. I think we've went through everything that's on our list. But, uh, yeah, conferences, people, you know, sometimes people suck. And uh, uh, I think um, uh, I think I talked about this a little bit on Twitter, too, today, where I said uh, being a parent gave me a crash course in um, how you can hurt people with words without realizing it. Um, yeah. When you when you say something to your kid, um, 
you usually get pretty instant feedback on what they think about uh, what you've just said to them. So I found that as my kids get older, it was interesting learning how, oh yeah, maybe that thing you just said that you thought was funny um, actually isn't funny. And maybe you should have realized it wasn't funny or, or you didn't, or you didn't realize that, um, you know, that what you thought was totally reasonable. The other person thought was completely crazy off the hook. Um, things like that. But you're right. I mean, I mean, believe me, true north PHP is not going to be some sort of chaste, a staid, stolic event there where people are, are going to be encouraged to not have a good time and try to be something that they're not. It's just like you have to understand the goal is to provide as much enjoyment for everybody. And if it means it gets dialed down a couple of notches that the, the party people can't crush it every night and show up hungover with their collars popped and their, uh, and their Ray-Bans on to block the glare of the lights in the venue, well, that's, that's a trade-off I'm okay with making, I think. Yeah, that that's okay with me. I mean, and and at the end of the day, that's just the thing. I, that's, those are the things I want to attend. You want to do your thing? That's fine. It's a private event. You can do what you want, but that's just not you know it's not something I really want to participate in. So yeah. But if you care about open source and open culture, I think it's something you do have to kind of think about, and you have to think about how welcoming is it, and uh, are you making are we doing everything that we can do within reason to uh to make people to help people feel included and not have people be fearful and uh because i i don't you know i think there's a lot more people who would be interested if they're not scared to participate so yeah all right i'll shut up again i got off on it it's hard it's hard to get me off on that i shouldn't have said that that was weird it's hard to get me off on it i don't know i'm just talking here now i wonder if chris is even listening you think he is? Not sure. I don't know. He stopped I was just talking. Mute. Dude, I was just muted. I didn't want to interrupt you. It's called respect. <laughs> you can just step in there anytime. I was hanging out <laughs> in the wind. Well, you left me earlier to go uh, take care of some business, and I went yeah, I was to up, tol- tell my I tell was my up. story about. Well, fine, I'll tell the story because I never finished it, and then I think we're yeah, done. True. we've been rambling long yeah. enough. Yeah, tell so the story. the story I was telling. So for True North, we're doing a little program guide, right? Printed one, nice one. So so the guy who's doing the layout for us, one of the organizers, was like, okay, I'm going to try to find a high-res picture of you. So I found a picture of me when I spoke at PHP Quebec. So that was 2008, and that was 50 pounds ago, and it's also before all the kung fu bullshit happened. And... Uh, and I was like, but dude, that's like 50 pounds ago. My, and I showed the picture to my wife, and my wife's like, uh, oh, no, I like that picture. I'm like, oh, for Christ's sake, nobody cares. All right, fine, run with it. So that's so picture of me from when I spoke at PHP Quebec, which was the last. I spoke at, I guess I spoke at Confu year minus one. So before it became Confu, I spoke at the last one. That was PHP Quebec, and that was pretty good. The venue was nice, and I took the train. I took the train from Toronto to Montreal. It was kind of cool. But uh, but yeah, picture of the of fat face Chris is going to be in the program for True North. So it's a collector's item. You should save it. Is it going to be like a centerfold? Is that? <laughs> Whoa! Ain't that kind of conference? I didn't say anything about the nature of the centerfold, dude. I know totally what you're implying, and it's hurtful. I, I'm not sure why some people are attracted to men like that. <laughs> no, I just I'm just trying to do stuff. Man. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Class Man, this, this yeah, class act. Speaking of class acts, let's thank our sponsor, Engineard, fine purveyors of platform as a service. Uh, if you liked, if you're running Ruby, Node. 
PHP and you like to run it in a little sandbox environment that it can uh, scalable on demand, I highly recommend you check out Engineer. They are one of the first, and I believe, in my opinion, that they are still one of the best. So they're, and also, they're and super good. They are, and and they were really instrumental with what was the thing that they did there, the program that came out of uh, the open sourcing mental illness stuff. What's oh, that thing prompt. called? Prompt. Prompt. That's so, what I'm, I knew it was. A, I wanted to say. I knew it started with a P, and I didn't. I just couldn't. Yeah, you know, it's, my memory's not indexed. My memory's not indexed correctly today, so it took me oh, too long to figure it out. My memory's um, never prompt. never indexed correctly, but prompt.engineyard.com. So, so yeah, if you're looking, if you, if you are having experiencing some you know mental illness issues and just having a hard time coping with life in general, and you're a developer, please check out Prompt. Um, they're there to help you. A whole bunch of resources. Um, I have never. I am extremely proud to have helped um, in my own way. Uh, helped Ed to spread awareness of medic because there's lots of there's lots of people have problems and they just hide them because they're embarrassed by them or they don't understand uh, or they don't even understand that they have a problem and um, you know they think they're the only ones suffering and uh, um, believe me there's lots of people suffering who could use some help out there uh, so this has been episode number 36 of the dev hell podcast oh yeah also paul reinheimer you're probably not listening but dude thanks for donating the bandwidth for our live stream so people can hear as we rant and rave so you can check us out online devhell.info is the website every single episode we have ever done along with notes is available there um you should spend your christmas vacation listening to every single episode um so you can catch up i know i may listen to some of the old ones because they may spur me to want to do things on no ones get some repeat guests cover some old topics to see if things are updated um you can find us on twitter at dev underscore hell um if you're listening to us through itunes please 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 rate the podcast tell us the things that you like tell us the things you don't like um we do this for you guys not for ourselves uh we want to make it the best uh podcast by two cranky php developers that we possibly can you can find me on twitter i'm grumpy programmer without the u you can find ed on twitter at funkatron with you for those who are going to true north php uh, i will be there of course ed will be there and we're going to try to see if we can squeeze in a episode of um of dev Hell, maybe during the hackathon on the friday night uh if we're not doing anything else we may just sit off in the corner while the teams are working away because i have to judge things at the end we have some awesome prizes we had a sponsor come up with 1200 bucks prizes so it should be pretty damn good nice. um yeah it should be good i'm looking forward i'm really looking forward to the conference this year um i'm i'm doing all the speaker wrangling so people who are flying in etc well chances are they will uh they will run into me at the airport as i and hopefully i don't run them down in my car when i'm looking when i'm driving around in circles looking to pick them up um and anything else you wanted to add before we sign off are we going to use that twelve hundred dollars to get booze or what no we will not oh, there, will my no, there will be no alcohol at the venue could, uh, so we have a whole bunch of prizes planned, so it should be good. All right, so anyway, thanks very much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Good night, Internet. Good night.